something that's been brought to my attention recently, or something that I'm becoming more aware of as I'm living in community and amongst people from different walks of life, I'm realizing that the privilege of living and growing up like as a child in community with other families and with other people of different ages and having that community network from a very early age even until young adulthood is not common not common at all in North America I think that part of me thinks that maybe I took it for granted a little bit or maybe I just didn't appreciate enough but there's definitely a part of me that assumed growing up that that was the norm that it was normal to be in community as a kid and to have community resources and other families supporting you all throughout childhood development and early adulthood I thought that that was normal because I grew up in it I mean naturally that makes sense but it seems like that's not true. The more and more people I talk to, like that's completely abnormal, especially in Western society and growing up in a city. Like that's not something that most people have. I, I think a lot of people have close family relatives and even maybe extended family relatives that they see from time to time, but are or maybe frequently and friends, of course, but maybe not, maybe living in community is is a unique experience. And let me just like explain what I mean by that. I grew up in my own family, which has, you know, there's three siblings, two parents, five of us. And then we have grandparents and cousins, um, maybe a group of 15 to 20 in total. And we grew up in, or I grew up in Edmonton. My family grew up in Edmonton. And we had a group of about three or four or five other families that we were really close with from very early ages. Actually, all our parents were friends before they had kids, and they even kind of timed it out so that all of their kids were born in similar age groups. So these four or five families that we all would hang out together from a young age, we we grew up with like sisters and brothers from different families like I I have my own siblings in my family but I also feel like I have these siblings or cousins who are from other families but like I would spend tons of time with like we would hang out very frequently and we would there we would always have gatherings and we would always go to summer camps together and we would go to lake properties and like we, we were just very interconnected and interwoven and all of these other families had um, at least two kids. So there was just this pool of young kids and of, of various ages and then adults and then grandparents that kind of had this really beautiful interconnected lifestyle growing up in Edmonton. And we would, again, yeah, we when I was a teenager, like we would hang out lots, go to summer camps. And, and the thing that maybe is important to highlight is it wasn't just like the kids would hang out and have play dates and where the adults would get together for drinks. Like, no, it was the whole range of ages would gather and hang out and 
sit around the fire late at night with the kids and the adults and the teenagers and have lots of discussions, philosophical, political, I don't know, spiritual. Spirituality was a big part of this community too. I was raised in a Christian background and I went to church when I was younger, but I also, we moved away from that at some point and we kind of formed our own version of Christian spirituality within this community. And and so a lot of our gathering too is spiritually focused, like how can we find a way to live that's fulfilling and aligned with some sort of mission and greater purpose. And and as a kid, I was always involved in this. Like I was friends with my parents' friends and friends with my parents' friends' kids. And like, there's just this incredible interconnectedness that we had. And up until COVID, actually, this was, this was my life. And I had friends outside of this network too. Like I'm, I tend to be a very social person, but this group of families really shaped me and I would credit this community circle for being the the mentorship in my early development and for helping me develop in the ways that I did. I think a lot of my maturity comes from that. A lot of my maturity and ability to connect with people of different ages and different belief systems and different personalities because that's the thing about living in community is you you get to experience that if you just live in a single household and you don't you don't have i mean you know you run into people all the time living in a city but you don't necessarily have really intimate connections and intimate moments with all these strangers Living in a community, you have a lot of intimate and close moments with a lot more people than just your immediate family. And that teaches you a lot, taught me a lot. So I'm really grateful that I had this. And I think I've only just realized through COVID how special this was, how valuable this was, how abnormal maybe this was and i'm not saying this to degrade anyone's personal life or childhood i'm saying this as a personal point of reflection and process trying to understand some of the things that happened to me in covid trying to understand why i felt so devastated and angry when the world went into isolation and lockdown like to me Life needs interconnectedness. Humans need interconnectedness. And I got all of my creative energy, all of my will to live and excitement about the world and life came from this community culture that we had created. It came from having touch points with people on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, like having these close physical human interactions with this community that was connected and knew each other. And when COVID happened, I feel like our community kind of shut down. There was a lot of different opinions about what to do. There was a lot of fear. Because we're so interconnected, and we have all tend to have larger families and larger age ranges, like these other families that we were connected with, they all have grandparents. I have grandparents and there was different opinions on how to, how to manage this social interconnectedness at a time 
of crisis when the pandemic was at its worst and when the government was imposing strict regulations, what do you do? How do you protect the people that you love while still protecting this almost sacred community gathering that has actually shaped me? Like, how do you balance those things? And that's a really hard question. There's no immediate or objective answer to that in my mind. But I think what I would say is, regardless of beliefs, what happened in reality was, in my experience, this community kind of withdrew and retracted. The community that I knew that I had from day one to when I was 24, 25, this community of spiritual pursuit, vocation, love, communication, harmony, kind of withered. I mean, some of it was written in law. You couldn't go to each other's houses. You could only hang out with one or two other people outside of your household. I mean, I forget the numbers, but something like that. Like there were periods of time in Edmonton that that was reality. And that alone is enough to devastate community in life. And there were large rifts that have been created between us and our group and me and many people, like, I think everyone feels this, I, I would imagine that there have been rifts that have been created in society and in between close relationships or previously existing close relationships that have had to work through these troubling times, disconnected, the whole idea about social isolation is that it disconnects you, COVID was a time of disconnecting. And no, Zoom calls do not replace physical interactions. Phone calls don't either. There is no replacement for physical interactions. You cannot replace the substance of physical interactions and physical interconnectedness. The question is, is it worth letting go of that to potentially create more safety? And I'm not going to get into what I believe there. Or... I mean, I will, but I won't get into the details of why I believe what I believe. But for me, I think in seeing people's reactions and the way people handled COVID, I'm led to believe a couple things. One, the first of which is that it seems clear to me that the world doesn't value community and interconnectedness and intimacy in the way that I do. And that, sh that shocked me. I, I didn't know that. I actually, like I said before, I grew up thinking community was the norm. Thinking that for whatever reason, people grew up in these socially rich, interconnected webs. And I'm not so sure that's the case. I'm not so sure a lot of people have experienced the levels of intimacy and interconnectedness I have. 
And my reasoning for that is is, is two part. In the first part, I've been talking a lot more about my childhood with friends and people that I meet while traveling and yeah, basically anyone who's curious. And through my own experience of sharing, I've found overwhelmingly that most people report that they have never experienced that. And they always, most people tend to tell me, wow, that's amazing. You must be so blessed and privileged to have grown up in that. It's been incredibly humbling. I, I'm kind of shocked in a way. I... I've always thought that it was normal to have this. And now I feel like, wow, there's a lot of people who don't get this. And especially where I'm living now in community in different parts of the world, in Central America and Western Canada, like communities of 15, 20, 30 people all living and sharing space together, sharing work together, eating together, cooking together, cleaning together. Like, it seems to me that the people who have come here have really come in search of that community that they're realizing that they missed out in the development of their early life. So, of course, I'm also seeing a biased sample set. But it still goes to show that there are a lot of people out there who didn't experience community the way that I did and who are sad about that and looking to repair things in a sense and the other part of why I'm coming to believe that my childhood and my growing up was not entirely normal is just the way that people reacted to the isolation policies that we implemented across the country across the world most people said yes most people said okay most people didn't bat an eye, or not that I noticed. Most people, well, not most people. Some people cheered it on. Some people said this is entirely necessary and there is no objection to locking down and having isolation. Some people still want that. That is, seems outright crazy to me. Not necessarily that people want to isolate and lock down, but because there are people who don't, who can't even comprehend that there would be reason to not do that. And the amount of people who so willingly gave up any hope of community organization makes me wonder how many people actually even know what it's like to be in community and the value that comes from that, the healing that comes from that. My whole nervous system, my whole being my mental health, my psychology does a million times better when I am living in community with physical touch points and interactions, when I am constantly surrounded by people and not alone in a room hiding from a virus. Loneliness kills in so many ways that I don't think we've even begun to discuss yet. And yeah, Western health can't necessarily put numbers to it. And maybe that's because it's far more complicated than we're able to currently understand. 
some people are starting to hold this belief that the interconnectedness of humans plays a huge role in our personal health and our mental health and our psychology and our consciousness. And that without it, we lose so much. This comes from a lot of traditional cultures, from some of the indigenous cultures that I've spent time around or spoken with. This is a common belief, a common belief in a lot of native cultures, a common belief in people who have elders woven into their culture, who believe in some sort of tradition. There's a lot of wokeism right now, like woke culture, you know, respect your elders, respect the indigenous. And I don't know, it's kind of funny to me, it feels like when COVID happened, like all that woke mentality got thrown out the window. Like, what do you think the elders would have to say about all this, about giving up community? I'm not convinced that they would say, give up community at all costs, or sorry, protect yourself from COVID at all costs, including giving up community. I, I don't know about that one. That's not what I've seen. And it makes me sad that that's the choice that we made, that we still seem to be making. It makes me really sad. And I'm now coming to terms with the fact that I'm out of alignment with most of the world. I'm out of alignment with most people. Most people don't value community the way that I value it, the way that I think that I need it. And these are my own beliefs, my own opinions. I could be wrong. But life is opinions and conjecture and belief. And we can only do our best to understand based on what we've experienced and the opportunities we've been given. And everything in my life thus far and the experiences I'm having right now, traveling through different communities, is telling me that we are really missing out and doing a lot of damage to our culture by turning away from the community structures that we once had. How we've lost our interconnectedness. And it's killing us. Not the way that COVID kills us, but in other ways. I'm far more depressed and anxious. I have suicidal thoughts when I spend too much time alone. And the depression itself is overwhelming and it's really hard to dig myself out of those ruts. When I'm with community, so much of that fades away. So much of that fades away. I'm so much more creative. I can make beautiful things, beautiful pieces of art. I can tackle challenging problems. And I can tackle challenging problems with other people. At my side, helping me, supporting me, giving me emotional support. Like there's so much beauty and value in it. I, I just, it's hard to even put into words. It's really hard to put into words. But I know it to be true. I like, I feel it and I know the difference between being in community and being out of community. So I've been really humbled lately to see how how different people's lives have been from mine. And I'm also really grateful 
I'm incredibly grateful that I had the childhood I did. I'm incredibly grateful for the families and my own family, for my parents who raised me to believe in community, who raised me to believe that interconnectedness creates beauty and who showed me how to create that. This community that I grew up in taught me how to live amongst others, how to be a peacemaker, how to be someone who cares and loves for others. So I'm really grateful for that. This next chapter of my life, I think I'm going to spend a lot of time trying to rebuild the community that I feel like I've lost, but I once had. I would like to try and convince people of the importance of community so that the Western world can come to know its value and come to use it as a point of power and healing for everyone to be a part of. Thanks for listening. My name is Christopher, and this is my thought journal.